Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, episode 11. I'm your host, Peter, and joined this week by two special guests. Same as last week, Gunnar from Fantasy Football Weekly has joined us. How are you doing, Gunnar? Hello, Peter. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. And also joining us this week is Tom, a.k.a. the FFS Scout from Twitter, you may all know and love. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks very much, Peter. No problem. Right. We will do as we always do. I'll do a bit of housekeeping for the podcast and the leagues, and then we'll go through our points for the week. I know somebody can't wait to see their point score after the week they had in the Scottish game. Oh, much better than what I had, but when we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Right, so this is the last week of the FPL league we've got going. I'm shutting it after the transfer window, so it shuts on Monday. So you want to join us? We've got 25 right now. The code is OUMCH4. That's O-U-M-C-H-4, and that's all lowercase. And like I said, after next round of games, it'll be getting shot. I'll be wearing my is it Jim White yellow yellow tie for transfer window. Shut. Game over. That's it. Right, so I'll go to my league. Sitting first place in the half-hour fantasy sports card league is Wolf Tone, Tony McClaney. Wolf Tone, nice name. He had a game week point of 7-8s. Gives him a fifth total of 542 points. Sitting second is Conquering Lines, Robbie Dempsey, 83 points, which gives him a grand total of 5-3-1. Up to third, new entrant in the top three is Alleviate the Tedium, Kevin Wood, 96 points, nearly hits a ton there, 5-2-8 points all in. And I have to go down to 33rd in the league for the highest, other highest games week point score, which is from yourself, Tom, 33rd County, 87 points. Oh, well good. done, well done. Right, so the average of the game week was 40 points. I hurt the average. Uh, Tom, you get 87. Gunnar, you get 72, but you took a hit. Is that right? That is correct, yeah. So, um, I will... On you go. No, I was just going to say, I brought Tavernier and your man Spurle from Dundee United in. But, go ahead. <laughs> right, so I'm going to talk through... The team, your teams. So what I'll do is first, I'll go for you who are sitting top of the league. So Gunnar, I'm going to go through your team first. You can talk me through your points, and then I'll go to you, Tom. You can talk me through your points. And where is Gunnar? Number ten here, tenth league, top ten. Right, okay. We'll start from back to front. Your goalkeeper obviously didn't return. Nothing there. 
But you're back four, so give me your back four. Talk us through, because everyone had some sort of done for you. Yeah, so double clean sheet from uh, my two Celtic defenders, Duffy and Frimpong, seven points each. Uh, I brought Tavernier in finally for a minus four hit, and I captained him as well. 28 points after his two penalties. Could have been even more if they uh, didn't concede the one. And uh, like I said, I brought in Adrian Spurler playing left mid for Don United, but he's a defender in the game, and he laid up uh, Shanklin's goal. Yep, and he took off, didn't he? Was it just right before the 60 minute? Or? Yeah, he got taken off on uh, 54 minutes. I hope Ooh. that's nothing. Uh, see, I seen that it was just a, like a formation change and they were going more defensive, I think. Uh, and I hope it was only that and not an injury. Right, your midfield then, that's Hedges, Kent, Kelly and Burke. So again, every one of them returned more than the average two points. You want to talk through that? Yeah, Burke uh, got an assist. Uh, whereas all other three players, Hedges, Kent, Kilty, they all got three points because I vice-captained Kent. He played uh, on the left wing and yeah, wasn't very involved in my opinion. And Hedges, I don't know how much longer I'm going to persist with him because that was another yeah, blank from him. Just think of those clean sheet points. But like, these points all add up. Points make prizes. And up front you had Ajeti and Kabamba and again both returned. Yeah, Ajeti was taken off just uh, after he had scored. That looked like a hamstring injury. I, I was saying to John earlier on our own podcast, I hope he's not out for too much, like for, for, for too many weeks. But I think we're going to find out uh, before the weekend because they're playing in Europe. Celtics play, are playing in Europe this week, no? Yep. Hey, that was a good turn. Right, Tom, yourself, 34 count, 87 points. You can talk us through your goalkeeper and back line. Lewis, Tavernier, Duffy, Ayer, Considine, on you go. That's right. So we had uh, Lewis in goals, seven points, and his teammate Considine, another seven. Uh, Duffy and Ayer for Selig, both seven, and my captain was Tavernier, who returned 28 points. Um, By the way, they weren't far away for another 14 points for that minute, because it was a daft on goal with three minutes to go. Is that right? Good, That's right. That's right. Edmondson on goal, which uh, the Rangers clean sheet. Right, anyway. Sorry, on you go, continue. No, no, I just in midfield I had I've got hedges as well. I'm I'm with Gunnar. I, I don't really know if I'm gonna keep him long term or not. Um he seems to be able to perform well in Europe, but not so much in the league. Um Kilty returned three, nice cheap option. Um Forrest, uh, that's Alan Forrest, James's brother, uh, returned his eight points. That was actually off the bench. Uh, he came in for Henderson. Uh, up front oh, that, Dr. Mamba. That old chestnut Henderson, that old trick, uh, you know, he's... We've <laughs> <laughs> um, got Caban up front as well, uh, six points from him. Another blank from Edward, um, only the one point from him. Um, and Shanklin was vice-captain, so I got ten points for him. Excellent. And did you say that was your wild card for last week? That was whole so, pages? That's right, I wild carded last week, but only returned 11 points. Pretty low-scoring game, but this week it's uh, came up trumped. Right, and myself forty points. I took a four-point hit. Uh, McLaughlin and goals. He's brought McGregor back in. I don't know if that's going to be a long-term thing. I'll need to obviously monitor that because if McGregor's got the first place back, then I need to change goalkeeper. 
Duffy, vice captain, so got 12 points for him. Guffrey off the bench was for Barisic, seven points. McNamara, minus one. My McNamara experiment's over. I was sticking by him, I think he looked good, but he's returning absolutely hee haw. In midfield, Kilty is as well, same as you guys. Cheap option, he seems to be always forward playing, so I think Kilty's a decent player to stay in the team for the long haul right now, anyway. I've got McCrory for five points. I think he, did he not get one of the penalties that by the extra points? Let me double check. Yeah, penalty one, that's right. All right, so McCrory. Uh, McGrath and Campbell blanked. Edward off the, off the bench blanked. And I captain a jetty, but obviously I got the double points for the goal, but he took off. So 10 points for that, and that was it. 40 points returned. Not the best, not the worst, but kind of complain, I suppose, after the last week when I get nine. Right, so, uh, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long game, it's not a short game. Right, your changes for the week coming ahead. This is obviously the last game before internationals. Uh, I've took a hit. I had the money in the bank. I've got Eddie McNamara and I've brought in Tavernier. Probably 10 weeks too late with Tavernier, but he's in the team now, and I think everybody keeps on saying Captain Tav, Captain Tav. Uh, Rangers' next game is, is Ross County, isn't it? Ross County at home. I think the foolish to look beyond Tav or Barisic again if they're both fit. But anyway, what about you two? What change have you got coming up, if, a, if at all, any for the next week? Tom, we'll start with you. Any changes ahead or any transfers planned? <coughs> I'm undecided yet. I'm thinking possibly getting rid of Edward, which is a bit controversial. Um, but I've got the, the blank game week in mind. Seller can't play, and obviously they're in the semi-final um, from last season's Scottish Cup. So I'm going to have to make some moves to, in order to get a start in, a full start in 11. Um, so I'm considering downgrading Edward, freeing up some funds as well. But I'm yet to decide on who I'm actually going to bring in. Would it have been a Jetty if not for the injury? Or you... I think it would have been a Jetty, not for the injury. But again, Celica going to blank in the, the, the blank game week. So sure, you just said that. I know, sorry. Um, so I'm, I'm probably thinking of a, a striker that's... Probably going to start that week. Um, I'm still, again, I'm still weighing up the options. I'm not too sure. Okay, and yourself, Gunnar, any changes come coming, or are you happy with your squad as it is? I mean, um, I have Jetty, and yeah, like I said, he's probably going to be out, so I'm probably downgrading him to Shanklin because I haven't got him yet, and. Maybe Burke for Ferguson, but that's uh, probably a transfer for, for, for another week if I don't want to uh, take a hit. So, yeah, Ajeti to Shanklin is probably the most obvious one. See what you're talking about, Ajeti. I mean, we've only got one more game and then we don't play, come back to the 17th of October. There's a lot of good chance he could be fit with him, or at least fit enough. You don't need to take it and get him out. My main concern there would be if Edward goes and then. It's going to be basically a jetty. It's going to lead the line, and he's going to be through in. And if you don't, if you're not on him, because I'm hearing rumblings that Eddie could be bye bye by next Monday. You think so, yeah? Just to be hear hear things there. Listen, listen to many Celtic podcasts, and you start getting yourself all, oh, he's going, he's going. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if Monday come Monday afternoon, Monday night, that uh, Eddie's moved on. I mean, it'll be an extra free transfer, I suppose, if you have him. So you look at it from the. The fantasy point of view, gonna or me and Tom Moore, <laughs> me and Tom Moore about the house is burning down all around us if Eddie leaves the club, but that's just a personal thing. Right, you got anything else to talk about team wise, or do you want to go into the results for the past for the game week? 
Let's go into the results then. You okay with that, Tom? Yeah, happy with that. You get your stats ready to go here. I see your. I've got, I've got a few stats. So your your book gear is thick as a Bible. First game up, <laughs> Hamilton won, Dun United won. So obviously Shankland scored again. You've already mentioned it, Gunnar. Sporal assist. Odolphin for Hamilton, goal. Templeton assist. Have you got any sense result? Start with you, Tom, so you're a new boy. I'd say, say it was a fair result. Um, I think Mickey Mellon reckoned uh, they should have won it. They were pretty attacking. Um, Shanklin looks good. He scored two and two now after coming back from his injury. Um, he obviously came on as a sub the first game, but uh, I, I think he's looking good. Um, we had, we, there's a lot of talk about Sporla on the run-up to this game. Um, he's a 2.4 million defender out of position. Um, he's had a goal and assist, but he was subbed off, as uh, Gunnar said, in the 54th minute, which is a concern, um, especially when you're, you're looking for those clean sheet points. So I'm a bit worried about that. Um, another player I liked in the game was, uh, as a cheap option up front, was actually David Templeton. Uh, he's 4 million. He's had one goal and two assists in his last three games. Um, and Hamilton, although they've got Hibbs next, they're then playing St. Johnston at home in St. Mirren away. So as an option to free up funds, I think I think he could be decent. He's also on set pieces as well, free picks and corners. So quite like the look of him. Yourself, Gunnar? Yeah, I think Templeton is a great shout. I mean, I think I said it last week. Uh, if you were on your wild card and maybe if you brought O'Doffin in uh, to save funds as well, but because he's going to put away the, the set pieces, I suppose. But on the other end, yeah, it's going to be Templeton putting them in. So uh, I think that's a great shout. And yeah, 1-1, one, one is, uh, I suppose, was the right result. The thing with Templeton as well, Tom, as you said, if he plays, you don't, know, you don't need to worry about the clean sheet with him because it's not that side of the field. So Hamilton could, could get beat 5 or 6-1. As long as he assists or scores that goal for the one, then you're going to get the returns. Because I'm, I'm always wary having a, ha- a Hamilton defender or midfielder because I know we say it every year. I expect them to lose most games or concede. They don't always, obviously they don't, but if you go out defender midfielder, you're not going to get a clean sheet bonus for either position. Where if you get a striker who, Templeton, like you say, is going to play probably, he's probably nailed on if he's fit. So he'll get you the, the definite two points. He won't lose the points for conceding too many goals and he's always maybe the chance to get an assist in there as a cheap option to have three up funds. Pair of game itself, I, I actually thought it was more an even game than Mickey Mellon has said that. Maybe it's just the highlights were more condensed, but I thought it wasn't as one-sided as he made out. No, no, I definitely agree. And Hamilton, to me, well, I've got more about them than the next two teams that get beat. So the next game, Livingston 2, St. Johnston 0. Tiffany got a goal and an assist in this game. Forrest with a goal as well, as you mentioned, Tom, and your team. And Livingston also, also got a clean sheet. So, you want to talk for this one? I'll start with you, Gunnar. I mean, um, I suppose the first goal scored by Tiffany, Alan Forrest could have scored that uh, twice beforehand. Um, and then, yeah, just a minute later, he does actually score. Uh, I've looked at Forrest maybe to bring him in as a fifth midfielder because he's only, he's like out of that price range in like the three million category. He is the best performing one and if you bench him most week and maybe like can bring him on because you have a non-playing starter um, uh-huh. <laughs> that, that could be a good option yep yeah, I think I had him in the start of the, the start of the team at the start of the season sorry but then he wasn't guaranteed playing time but as the weeks are going on he seemed to be getting more 
But even against Celtic, he didn't, he didn't start either. But they've not got the biggest of squads, so they're going to rotate. And like you said, if he's fifth choice midfielder, then I don't see an issue again for his price and the returns. See the boy Tiffany. Is he down as a midfielder or a striker? Is it a striker in the game? Striker. Striker, right. Are you thoughts on the game, Tom? Um, for me, Livingston are starting to kind of get their home form again. Um, obviously, Livingston, they've lost out on uh, our favourite striker, Anthony Stokes. Um, so, Tiffany might be the man up front. He's, uh, he's been looking all right so far. He's only had a couple of games. The player I like from Livingston is actually um, McCrody in goals because he's down at two million now. If yet the game, you have to have two goalkeepers. So chances are you're either going to have Lewis at Aberdeen, uh, one of the Rangers boys, or possibly Barkas if you're, if you're trying to bag those clean sheets. So the cheapest second keeper is one point eight million. If you spend that extra point two, you've got McCrory at two million. Livingston playing the blank game week, so. Um, he can step up to the mark just for one week only and uh, it means you've got a keeper for your starting 11 mm, Good shout, good shout The only thing you watch with McCrory is obviously three times a year you need to get him out of the team if he's playing Rangers parent club I'm quite sure that's what Swanee mentioned that uh, the only time he was in Orem or, I can't remember the state he'd not, he'd not kept a clean sheet at all the only time he'd done something to get around of the team he kept the clean sheet and he couldn't he was in Orem I can't actually have I can't even remember what he was told. The son of McCrory when he lost him for a week, he wasn't in the team. Right, the next That's game, St. Mirren nil, Kilmarnock won. Kabamba goal, work assist, and a clean sheet. And watching highlights of this, I'll start this one. I thought St. Mirren looked absolutely terrible. After a promise to start, they're in kind of some sort of free fall now. And Kilmarnock again looked looked like a pretty decent team going forward. Tom? Kilmarnock, yeah. Kabamba. 4.5 million, four goals in four games. He's starting, he's starting to get into the squad now. He only joined Kilmanic in January. Um, aye. No brainer for me. Short and sweet. Gunnar? Yeah, I, I have three Kilmarnock players Kilty, Burke, and Kabamba as well. Yeah. Well, they, are um, your, they are your team, Gunnar. <laughs> well, they are since last <laughs> week now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've noticed uh, whenever Kilmar or like I've watched the highlights and uh, everything Kilmarnock did was going uh, through the right side through Burke. So I was looking at maybe taking him out just to save funds, but he seems to be the one player like most involved in whatever Kilmarnock do. And I don't know, maybe Tom knows. Is he like who's the penalty taker for uh, for Killy? Shouldn't ask this question if, if no one knows. Huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Burke, is it not? Is it? Yeah, see, that's, a, that's another argument for him then, yeah. He's definitely on set pieces if they're within range, but I don't know if he's on penalties or not. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm sticking with Kelly. I'm sticking with Kelly. I'm, I'm quite happy with him. He's cheap. And he's, he's, like I say, he's always used to try the ball go forward. He's returned quite well the last couple of weeks, and for his price, I think he's just a no-brainer. But going, going forward, Kamara seems to be starting to play more consistently. I mean, who they get next? They have got Motherwell at home. You wouldn't think again, Kamara a game would be worth the win again with that one. Any else in this game, guys, before we move on? Yeah, let's. Right. 
Motherwell 1, Rangers 5. So let me go through a list. There's loads here. Tavernier, two goals, two pens. Jones, Jones goal, Itton, two goals. Arfield, two assists. Adji, assist. And Edmondson, own goal for the Motherwell goal. So, Gunnar, on you go. I'll let you start. I mean, everyone really got in on the action there on uh, the Rangers team, except my vice-captain, Kent. That was a bit disappointing. <laughs> uh, but I suppose, yeah, I, I captained Tavernier, which was great on just the first week that I finally like had him, and uh, he scores two penalties. And um, Barisic didn't start. Um, he stayed on the bench as well. I suppose that was good for me because then I got like another return from, from my bench. And even like the the clean sheet wipeout, I, I didn't mind that too much because I didn't have goals in anymore, which I suppose a lot of other people, maybe if they have the, the, the triple up or maybe the goalkeeper even um, from Rangers. So, yeah, 5-1 to Rangers. Uh, good for me. I was going to say that's a selfish attitude there with that no clean sheet. <laughs> Tom, yourself? I'd, I'd agree with the Tavernier. Um I noticed uh, our friend on Twitter, Melton Caster, the last uh, post he put for teams selected by only two-thirds of the game. I've got Tavernier, so I don't know what that final third are doing. Um, I was in that final got, third, mate, to this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got 84 points. He's the highest scorer in the game. Uh, second highest scoring defender is Barisic with 60, so that's 24 points he's got on him. Your highest scoring mid is Kent with 48. And Nisbet's your highest scoring striker with 35. So, Captain Tav. Um, Thoughts in the, the game? Player that I've, the player that I've liked recently at Rangers is actually Arfield. Right, and he's, yeah. uh, he's definitely stepped up to the plate in the presence of all the injuries that's, that's there. Um, he came on and played 38 minutes against Dundee United and got a goal and assist. He then came on, he started against Hibs and got a goal there. And then against uh, Motherwell there. Uh, the game before he got two assists so quite, quite like him I mean if he can retain his place at 5.8 million decent midfield option I reckon well, that's what I was going to say next I mean how many people do you think are actually on Arfield considering that he's only come in because of injuries I didn't really hear anybody talk about him on the Twitter chat going yes Arfield returned there's not many people like to boast with their points there's no really talk of Arfield because I don't think many people would have had him to be quite honest no no, I agree, because he, you know, he's only came in in the last sort of three game weeks. Um, he could be an option going forward. If not a lot of people own him, then he might be a nice differential. Good, good. Uh, I want to talk about the penalties, right? These two penalties Rangers got. And it's not just the it's penalties in general, it's new rule. What do you think? I was watching the Premiership all weekend as well, and by the letter of the law, their penalties, I mean, there's nothing you can do, but at the same time, especially that second goal, Rangers, the, the penalty was, what's the defender meant to do? It's instinct to put your hand up to your face and the ball's getting coming at you at like her mile an hour, and it's a penalty. And you go, Tom, you want to talk about it? I, I think it's a ridiculous rule. I mean, the, the, the example I would use, I think it was against Leeds. The boy was jumping up. He wasn't even facing the ball. He had no idea where the ball was. His hand was in the air just as a result of Given the momentum to jump, uh, the ball hit off his arm. Penalty. He was he was he was about, he was inches away from the um, the player behind him. I think I think from a fantasy perspective, going forward with this new rule, you need to target penalty takers to get the points. Um, but the rule itself, 
I, I, I think is ridiculous. And a lot of pundits out there are saying it's ruining the game, and quite frankly, I believe that's the case. I mean, defenders are going to have to run around with their arms behind their back at this rate. You know, thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree, especially like on this on the, on this on the fantasy uh, standpoint. Bring in penalty takers. I mean, I have that in in FPL as well. Penalty takers are where I'm getting most of my points from. Um, but I agree that the, the rule is totally ridiculous. I, I think I've seen already um, that they're talking about changing the rule. I don't know if you can do it like this season still. They probably like shoot, but I mean, there's games already played with this rule and decisions made on this. So. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it needs to change, definitely. Well, that was one of the questions was for later, was the penalty, a targeting penalty assets. We basically both answered that, and I'll say the same. If if you're thinking about between one or two players in roughly the same price bracket and one's on penalties, then your decision's made up for yourself. Right, next game, Celtic 3, Hibs 0. So we had McGregor goal, Christie assist, Ajeti goal... Ellen is to go with Turnbull assist and a clean sheet for Celtic. So, I'll let you start this one, Tom. Yeah, I mean, McGregor got the first goal. We know from last season, he really started to excel when Celtic moved into a 3-5-2 formation. Um, he's had two goals and two assists in the last five. Uh, good Celtic asset, I reckon. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I like the shout for McGregor. He wasn't really on my radar. Um, yeah, Elianusi finally scored a goal there uh, in the league. Assist from Turnbull, who came on during halftime for Ryan Christie. Um, is that something you think we we're gonna see more often that Christie goes off like halftime for for someone because then he's too expensive in the game? Eh? No, I think it was an injury with Christie. It was, more, oh, was a precaution, it? Okay. more a precaution. See, if I could say with the whole Celtic assets thing, wait till Monday to see what we're left with because. Christie's one of the ones that's made Mike McGregor out of the door as well. He's linked with Burnley. And if Christie goes, then I think Turnbull's a stick on to come into the team. But the way Lennon talks about Turnbull anyway, that he's going to give more game time as he goes on. And if he keeps on performing like that, he's going to be hard to get back out of the team. What's your thoughts on uh, Turnbull, Tom? Oh, I could pick out a pass. He was, uh, he was um, Motherwell's key player. And he, I mean, when he came back from injury, it's not hampered him at all. I mean, he's looking great. I think. I think over time, he, I, think he, I think he's going to get more game time over time. I just want to keep an eye on for now. I mean, I wouldn't jump in with both feet just yet, but want to monitor definitely on my watch list. Yep. And Will and Usi, I'd say see if Ajay is kind of struggling when he come back. He only might be playing as kind of the deep line striker. So you might get him as a midfielder, but you might get him playing up front because you have more chance of returns. Just, but then again, that's. It's Lenny Ball, you need to wait and see how he's getting to play with these teams he puts out, but that's an option. And with McGregor with the 3 5 2, I mean, I wouldn't have touched McGregor in the fourth in the 4 5 1 we were playing because he was playing really deep. But now we've changed this formation where Brown sits and it's let McGregor push so far forward that he is now an asset, I think, about seriously about getting in because he's played with a lot more freedom. And as you said yourself, the stats there was that two goals and two assists in the last five games. McGregor has done. So, I mean, if he's going to play in that position, He's going to return to that. I'm not going to say all the time, but he's got a better chance of turning the head playing the four-five-one. Anything else? Right. The last game is Ross County nil, Aberdeen three. So Watkins goals with a Hayes assist, and Ferguson two penalties, two goals. 
and an Aberdeen clean sheet. Gunnar, you want to go with Aberdeen? So the only player so far that I have in my team is Hedges, and he was played right wing back this week, same as Martin Boyle was a couple of weeks back for, for hips, and, and then I took him out, and then I think he started scoring and assisting. So I'm definitely keeping Hedges just because, that, uh, because of that. And Ferguson is a shout, especially with the penalties. He might come in for me this week or the week after. Um, and maybe the goalkeeper, because I still have Carson. And, yeah, I want to change that. <laughs> right. What I would say is that Aberdeen, after their blip last week, came back to play well. Aberdeen, are, they, I mean, they've got two games in hand. I think if they're two games in hand, they're only a point behind Celtic. They're, they seem to be really consistent this year. And I'm edging towards, as a week's, week can, I, can come quick and fast, that, Maybe getting maybe having three Aberdeen assets in my team. Or I don't know whereabouts. I think maybe the goalkeeper would probably be the best bet and like share and spread the Rangers players out midfield because I've got a Rangers goalkeeper, which is I feel it's okay for a clean sheet, but I'm missing out elsewhere. Whereas I think with Joe Lewis and goals, but he's not making a racket like last week, I think he's quite reliable and Aberdeen's quite solid at the back. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Aberdeen for me, yeah. This seem to be the well, although they've scored three 0 this game they seem to be the one 0 specialist. Um I like I like Lewis in goal and I like Constantine as part of the defence as well. Um one thing which I would I would mention to Guna, uh, I'm a bit concerned about Ferguson on penalties because um it's not long before Sam Cosgrove's due back and, and he's usually the man for the pen. So um I'll be interested to see if uh, the responsibility if he passes on the responsibility to Cosgrove. Um, yeah, Aberdeen have been flying uh, clean sheet wise four out of seven in the last in all the games so far. Um, at the start of the season, we did think Ross County were going to kick on um, after the first two clean sheets. Uh, I only just got rid of Randall on the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another concern was that I noticed uh, Ross Stewart seems to be the main man at Ross County, but uh, MK Dons have came in with a bid, Ooh, uh, so he could be. A- he, he could build the door, um, so I, I would uh, I would avoid Ross County at this time. I think we all fell for the Ross County trap at the start. I mean, I fell for I feel I think I fell for every trap going Ross County trap, the St Mirren trap, and the Danny McNamara trap. I thought was a good player. I fell for that one. I'll never let that one down. Right, this fixtures coming up. Obviously, if you didn't know, Friday night deadline this week because of the Scotland international action. So it'll be. I'm assuming 6.30 on Friday night will be the deadline, or 6.45, is that right? If they kick off 7.45? Yeah, 6.45, huh? 6.45, okay. So, there's four Friday night games. You can see if there's anything here. Aberdeen versus St Mirren. I think on St Mirren's form, Aberdeen will be the players, place to go if you want to have any players for that coming in. Dungeon United versus Livingston. Maybe a bit harder to call. Hibs versus Hamilton. And Kilmarnock versus Motherwell. Any thoughts on the four games, guys? Hibs for me, um, Nisbet. I'm liking the look of him as a as a striker. Um, Boyle as well. Hibs have got some cracking fixtures coming up, as you mentioned. We've got Hamilton at home, then Ross County away, which you know, not looking too great just now. Killy away. Um, the, the only downside is Hibs are in the Scottish Cup semi final from last season, so they do blank oh, in the, right, the blank game. Right. So that's the concern there. Yeah. Right, and yourself, Gunnar? 
Uh, I like Tom's Nisbet shout uh, when he said he's the highest scoring striker. I wrote that down. So maybe, maybe if I have to get rid of uh, a Jetty, then I could bring in Nisbet and upgrade Obika to Shanklin for a minus four because Hibs at home to Hamilton. I think that's a great game. Only worry would then be, I think, I guess we're going to come on to it, like not having a Celtic striker. But yeah, I think a striker against Hamilton can make that up, I suppose. Yeah, well, see, we're all helping each other here, giving each other hints. That's like, yes, this is part of <laughs> uh, Sunday games, obviously, because Europe would be St. Johnson versus Celtic and Rangers versus Ross County. And with the form of both teams, again, like you just kind of touched on there, Gunnar. I don't see any reason to think they wouldn't be convincing wins for both teams here. My only concern, like you say, is who's going to play up front for Who's going to be Eduardo into it? Because surely it's going to be Eduardo on Friday. He's going to play Sunday, sorry. Eduardo will play in this game. I've still got on my team, so I have no issue with that. It's just, I suppose a lot of people have jumped for Eduardo to a jetty now. What did they do for this one last game week? What's in the game two games, Tom? Um, you're, you're right, but we, you've also got uh, Clamalla as an option, and Lee Griffiths was on the bench on the weekend, so you know it's a bit of a concern. Also, you mentioned Edward leaving, which you know is, is a worry as well. Um, Rangers, I mean, I, can, I mentioned it before, Tavernier, he'll, he'll, he'll have the armband for me. Well, that's my next question. It was the game and who is the captain options, if any? Is the standout one obviously going to be Tavernier? I brought Tavernier in. We're both going there. Yes, Tavernier. <laughs> so I only brought him in uh, this this past game week. And Rangers at home to Ross County, uh, like we said, against that defence, absolutely the, the captain should be with Rangers. Are you thinking Captain Tav, Vice-Captain Barisic? Is this the philosophy for the week ahead? I'll be waiting for injury news on that one. He sat out the last game, so keep an eye on what Stevie G's saying on the run-up. True, true. I suppose doesn't he risk him if it's Ross County home, would you? And they kind of dis- they dismantled Motherwell quite well with his boy Bassett left back, so I wouldn't see me taking the risk other- if he didn't need to, I suppose. So I'm have to wait and see. Any other thoughts on the game week ahead or transfer news? I can obviously I, I quickly touched on Christie to Burnley. Have you had another gossip or any other players or players going out or in? Three Scottish clubs. Tom, you might go first. Uh, and Cham to Southampton. The report today that they're maybe looking at a last minute bid. Tester is over, is it? He's, he's always had one foot out the door in Cham. There was talk of, I think it was, was it Benfica last window? So, Porto, the Porto boys are Porto, Porto, that's right. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, he's a, he's a cracking player, but he's just not not a, he's not a consistent starter. So, if he wants to get more game time, I think I, think. I don't blame him with that, baby, because he must sometimes see himself. Why am I not starting? Why am I coming off the bench? Or like, see that game for the week in Europe when your Scott Brown was toiling, but Lennon brung off in Cham, and I'm why to take my tail and throw it out the window, going, "What are you doing? Don't take, the options there take Brown off." But obviously, we went in one one nil anyway. But it's just. He's not getting enough game time. He's a wee bit older than maybe other players. Is he 24 now in champ? He should be getting. He should be playing week in, week out, and this could be the time when he might move. What about yourself? Oh, any, any thoughts? Uh, I have not seen any transfer news that uh, caught my eye, I don't think. No. Right, so we will move to the FPL, guys. Let's get anything you want to discuss Scottish-wise? 
I think we move on? Yes. Right. So, again, we'll go to the FPL League. And our own FPL League. Sitting first at the top is Picnic George, question mark, by Daniel Arnott. He did a 63-week game score this week, 234 in total. Second is, you can say, Gunnar, how do you say this first name? They are the Los Pimentoneros. Right, by Gunnar Leverman. 62 points, 205 total. Third is Miggs Guessing Game by Hugh Wardrobe, 55-204. I'm trying to think of any great goal, any great... Yep, down in a lovely place, the Y returns, Salma Saban with the highest game each score, 67 points. So, what was average for the week? Because I am on the points, let me see. 56, no, it was average. Uh, 43, yeah. 43 was average, right. So, we can talk through our teams. What did you get for your points this week? I got 56. Gunnar, what did you get? I've got uh, 62. Tom, you're down in... You got 43. I'm, I'm bang on the average of 43. Bang on it. So we'll start with you then, Tom. Talk us through your team then and where the points came from. Start for the back. <sighs> wild card this week. It wasn't great. I worked out my, my old team actually got more points than my wild card team, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I've got Goita in the net, two points. Uh, Robertson with the assist. No, it was a goal. Um, 10 points for him Sage blanked uh, James at Chelsea 1 point we got the Havertz got the assist and my captain was Kevin De Bruyne 4 points uh, Salah with the assist 5 points James Rodriguez 2 uh, Bamford with the goal 8 points Jimenez 0 and Calvert-Lewin again with another goal this week uh, to give me 6 points so a pretty bang average score then pretty much what well, it was bang average it was dead on average it was dead on average yeah Couple of shocks here, I suppose, with your score. We've also nobody seen that coming, but and uh, the Brian blanking. What about yourself, then, Gunnar? You talk us through your week scores. So I have Ramsdale in goal, who got four points. Uh, he was up until very late. He was on eleven, I think, when when it was still nil nil. Um, then I have Trent seven points. Taylor two. Walker Peters with a clean sheet, I think it was. Yeah. Um, Robertson ten points. I vice captain Salah. Uh, captain De Bruyne in midfield. I'm looking at this and I'm wondering why my points aren't double, but that's the Scottish game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I have Hamas as well. Um, I started Podens in midfield, who was out injured and didn't play. So I got um, Oliver Burke coming off the bench for three points. Then two-pointer from Mitrovic. And again, three goals from Jamie Vardy. 17 points. Excellent, excellent. Right, well, myself, I uh, had Ryan goals for one return. Uh, Taylor for Burnley, too. But I was quite surprised with the three I got, because obviously Walker-Peters got a clean sheet six, Alexander Arnold seven, and Ailing seven points. Now, he was in my first team, but he be- because I had Podence in. So I got seven points off the bench. Podence, due, due to your uh, recommendation, Gunnar, I might add, that didn't follow through. But I like you after it, because we got seven points for Ailing. In midfield, I had De Bruyne and Salah. Captain De Bruyne didn't work out. And I had Bruno for 12 points. And I absolutely pissed myself laughing watching that game with how that, how that played out because they did not deserve for 12 points, but that's fantasy football. And up front, Wilson, again, another goal. Probably didn't deserve eight points, but all the bonus points. Mitrovic, two, and Wood, two. And that was it. So that was 56 points. I wasn't too displeased with that. It was all right. So, through this week, Tom, any changes ahead planned for the game week coming? 
I'm, I'm thinking of getting rid of James Rodriguez. Uh, he's, a, he's a cracking player and he's had a goal and assist so far this season. But I, th I think I think he's more the playmaker than anything else. He's the man that assists the assists. Um, so I'm, I'm maybe looking at a switch there. Possibly Zaha Crystal Palace have the best fixtures coming up. Um, but again, I mean, as a cheaper option, I quite like the look at Townsend as well. He's had a goal and two assists in the, in the, so far this season, and he's 1.2 million cheaper, so that might be a decent option as well. Good, good. Will be yourself going on any changes ahead? So I have Hamas as well, like I said, but I think I'm going to stick with him and instead um, I have the exact cash. No, I have 0.1 more to do Metro to Calvert-Lewin, and I think if I do that tonight, then I don't think so. I think he'll he'll price rise again, like over over the week some sometimes. So if I do that tonight, then um, I still have 0.1 in the bank. So that is the most obvious for me that I'm probably doing. Well, I've already made my transfer. I don't want any price rise. I get rid of Saka and bring in Foden. I was talking about this last week about the Foden experiment. Well, yep. I'm, going to, I'm going to stick. But I'm going to stick him in. For the man said he might as well double up, and I'm just going to be persistent, I think, at least to the halfway point league and hope that it pays off. What's your thoughts on the phone the two of you? you think that's a bad or good idea? Gunnar? I mean, I'm looking at my team and thinking where I could put him in, but I don't think I will. I wouldn't like watching City games or like waiting for the lineup to come out and then see like Foden is benched and yeah, not for me. I don't think uh, it's too risky for me. What do you think, Tom? Risky mover? I, th I think he could be a decent option. I mean, he's pretty cheap at 6.5. He's probably going to be the cheapest City attacker that you're going to be able to get this season. Um, they've got Leeds next, which, you know, they haven't been great defensively. I mean, I think the last game was a first clean sheet. They've already conceded seven in the first two games. Uh, so I, th I think he could be a, a decent shout. See, my thinking is, obviously, I've got De Bruyne, Fernandes and Salah. And if I just play the five of them with Foden's when he's back fit, and if Foden doesn't play, I know the risk is always, you said last week, you know, that he comes on for that one point, and I'm, I've dealt with one point to take it. But I think... I think he's going to start quite a lot of games this year because remember they lost David Silva. They haven't got any fit strikers, and I can see him playing quite. I'm seeing him playing twenty odd games, get league games this year. I think Foden, because uh, your man Pep quite likes him as well. Talks about him highly, so that's me trying to talk myself. I'm conv I've convinced myself. My talk is a good plan. I've convinced myself, but I suppose I'll find that it's a couple weeks of having an idea or not. Anything else transfer wise you think about doing, or are you happy just with the one transfer this week? Gunnar, you're normally quite an aggressive transfer. Are you just going to go with a one? Yeah, I mean, I like it minus four. But uh, I look at, so Podence is still flagged uh, as doubtful. And so is uh, Vardy. Vardy, I think he's going to be fit for the weekend. And then Podence, if he doesn't start, I think that's okay. Because I would have uh, Burley's Taylor coming off the bench. We have Newcastle away. I think that's a decent game for them with a chance that Burnley could get something. So I think I'm just going to do the one transfer this week, yeah. Tom, do you stick to the one? Yeah, you just stick to the one. Uh, a wild card did obviously just the uh, last game week there, so I'm fairly settled on the, the squad, so just the one for me. Right, I'll go through the results. Obviously, there's that many games. If there's any stands that you want to talk about or discuss, just let me know. Brighton 2, Man United 3. MD? Yep. I quite like the look of Brighton. They've been, they've been on fire this season. Uh, Mopey. 
decent striker option, 6.5. He's on penalties. He's had three goals and one assist so far. Uh, they hit the woodwork five times against Man United. Um, Trossard, he was, I think he was playing up front with uh, Mope. He's a six million midfielder. He hit the right post, the left post, and the crossbar. Oof. And uh, he's, he's already bagged the goal against Chelsea, so I, I quite like to look at him as well. Um, the, the, I, we're going back to the penalty rule really again. I mean, Bruno Fernandes fairly anonymous in that game, but you know, towards the end, he still manages to bag himself uh, with the penalty uh, to seal himself twelve points there. So I know he get, he get three bonus points, and they're absolutely evil. You got to love it. You got to love it. Uh, I like the look of the boy at the back of Brighton. I think I mentioned it last week with him as well. La- is it Lamptey? Lamptey is, yeah. yeah. And he's been linked to he's been linked to Bayern Munich already today. To try to be yeah, yep, Bayern Munich after him. So I was maybe thinking about getting him the next week or two because he's four point five. But I, I think that'll be gone if Bayern are stuffing about him. And they're offering quite a lot of money for him as well. So I have to wait and see that one. You any thoughts this game, Gunnar? Brighton, Man United. I I didn't see the Man uh, the the Bayern Munich link. So um, wow. Ah, uh, you look short um, there. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, so yeah. I, I like I like the look of Lamptey and Trossard as well. Like Tom said, um, hit hit the post there a couple of times. Um, Man United, the only player really that interests me is Fernandez because he's on penalties. Um, but I don't think I have the funds to bring him in. So yeah, I don't think I'll be bringing Man United players in anytime soon. Right, the next game was West Brom three, Chelsea three. And West Brom were obviously feeling up at that point, get clawed back. Any thoughts on these performances? Tom, anything? Chelsea have spent big, but we're still waiting to click to, to see a few of them start and click together. That's right, yeah. Um, we're still waiting to see Zayic. Um, and who's the other boy again? Uh, well, that's Tommy Werner, the mid- midfielder. The Havertz. I think so. No. Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah, we're still waiting to get him back as well, really. So keep an, keep an eye on Chelsea because I think they've got decent fixtures, but we're still waiting for them to to pick up a bit. Yourself getting anything for this game? Yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely keeping an eye on the on the Chelsea assets there. But like I said last week, I think it's a bit too early for them, and and until they like all gel together. Um. I'm staying. I'm staying away from them. But then, like in return, they're going to be a lot cheaper uh, going forward. I think so because people are going to take them out of their teams now because they're not returning. Let's say, and uh, so yeah, they're going to have a few price drops. And then if you get on someone like Pulisic, say um, that could that could be an option. Should sure, sure. right? Crystal Palace one, Everton two. MD. Yeah. So for me, I like. Calvert-Lewin, I mean, it's, it's, it's the obvious choice. And like I said, I'll probably bring him in. Rodriguez, yeah, he, like James, he, he is like the assister's assistant. Like he, he's always like the pass before it. And it worries me a little bit, but I think I'm going to stick with him this week. And I mean, I like the look of Digne, Lucas Dean as well, because he's on, on, on free kicks and corners, I think. But... Yeah, they have Pickford behind them, so <laughs> no, no Everton defenders for me at the minute. Tom, anything here? I uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's the only guy that's banging in goals that aren't penalties. So uh, I think stats-wise, he's uh, top for shots on target. So 
I got him in on the wild card, so I'm going to stick with him. See, I, I think I'd say this going on last week. I had him after the lockdown, the restart last year, and he was absolutely dug meat. He didn't do anything after the restart. And I can hang it's it scared me off him to bring him into the team, even though I know he's, do, he's done well. But I went for a different mentality this year. As you've seen, I went for the three cheap strikers and heavy midfield in my team. And I'll kind of see how that pans out the next couple of weeks. And if need be, I'll have to wildcard. But as it stands out, I'm not going to touch him. Uh, Crystal Palace, I suppose, had a good start. Then they lost this game. That's no bad thing. They're not a good team. I think they're all going to get better the way they're playing under Ancelotti. So the next game, Burnley nil, Southampton won. Southampton got their first one and clean sheet this season. Tom? Aye, we all, we all flopped on uh, Walker Peters and McCarthy at the start of the season. Um, I felt sick when I'd seen that they kept the clean sheet, having got rid of them on the wild card. Um, but a player I quite like going forward is, is Danny Ings. Again, another penalty taker as a running theme. Um, he's had three goals in three games so far. And Southampton have got some cracking fixtures ahead, so um, I might be looking to bring him in in the coming weeks. Good on anything here? Yeah, I totally agree on Ings. Uh, he's in the same price bracket as Jimenez is. And um, for me, yeah, I think I, I like the look of, of, of Danny Ings a little bit more. Also, the first like preseason bandwagon, Che Adams got his first like return uh, assist for the goal there from, from Ings. It's a trap. He is a trap. Stay away of from course. him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Fabian did look like they actually were playing a bit more. They weren't so high lined they played the last two weeks when they got caught out. It looked a lot as if they were going to fix some of their problems. So, maybe going forward, you may not be too scared to bring in more defensive assets if they can if they stick playing this way. But I don't know if that's because Burnley looks so bad. Because Burnley, I mean, I've, I've got two Burnley players on my team. I've got Wood and Taylor. But Burnley look really, really poor so far this season. Early days yet, mind you, but this is me. Next game up, I unfortunately had to watch it. I watched this one as well, and it wasn't very good. Sheffield United nil, Leeds one. Gunnar, anything here? Yeah, so I skipped that one, to be honest. But like I said... Um... <laughs> okay, <no. laughs> No, but I had Ramsdale, and 88 minutes is when Bamford uh, scored. But I looked, So I looked at my team just before that, and I was like, oh, 11 points there for, for Ramsdale. Um, yeah, wasn't to be. Just a couple of points for, for shot safe, no? Still better than the two, isn't it? Still better than the two. Yourself, Tom, anything? Um, I've, got, I've got Bamford in a wild card. He's, uh, he's defying all the, the critics just now. Um, Sheffield United, it's not the same defence as it was last year. Um, I think they're going to struggle more this season. They've lost Henderson in goal. Um, I think O'Connell's out for the season. He has to get an operation. And uh, obviously, Egan was sent off last week, so they were missing him this week as well. So I was kind of flicking between the Leeds game and the Rangers game when I was watching it live because I can't. I had a feeling it was going to be a goals fest. I was a bit disappointed when it was only the 1-0, but um, attacking-wise, I, I think Leeds are looking good. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think, I know it's the early days, I don't think Leeds have to worry about anything, really, considering relegation. They seem to be there. I don't know about themselves that they'll be okay, I think. They're going to be, maybe like Sheffield the last year, I suppose. They're quite sure of themselves. Maybe not the best organised defensively, but Bielsa's plays football going forward brilliant and it's good to watch. They weren't that great to watch this time, mind you, but they're still... We're worth a win. And plus, ailing off the bench. I can't complain about that. Only seven points. Uh, Spurs won. Newcastle won. Newcastle very lucky to get that goal at the last minute, the penalty. Thoughts on this one, Gunnar? You want to start? 
So thoughts on this one is definitely Harry Kane. Huh? I mean, he should have had probably a, a couple of goals. He only got the assist there, but yeah, was it like seven shots on target for him or seven shots in the box? Um, yeah, he looks very lively. And I think for me, it's going to be a problem fitting him in next to Vardy. So I'm going to stick with Vardy probably. And But yeah, but, but Kane definitely, he looks he looks like he's on fire. He's, he's due a haul, I would say. Yourself, Tom? Yeah, I completely agree. The only problem with Kane is his price. He's trying to wedge all these premium assets into your team. Yep. Um, especially when you've got these high-priced midfielders. If you're wanting the likes of Salah, KDB, um, it's, it's not it's not easy getting them in. And one of them has to be sacrificed. I suppose we go with done the same as last week we discussed. Going on. It's about trying to go on the assets at the right time. I mean, I'm quite sure over the space of the season, you're going to have most of these guys in your team at some point. It's about getting them in at the right time and then getting rid of them at the right time. Using the fixers, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to complain at Newcastle's goal because I get the points for it, but again, it's a bit of another farce with the penalty again right at the end, and I suppose that's all you can say. The next game up, uh, I watched this full. I watched this game in, in its entirety because it was on at the prime time. Man City two, Leicester five. Uh, much as I hate to say it, Brendan Rodgers has started the season pretty well. I did not expect to stop with Leicester. I thought it would have been free fall, but I'll start with you, Tom, as he's another man that let us down. The rat himself. What's your thoughts on this game? <laughs> Vardy's, a, Vardy's the man for me, I think. Um, four penalties so far this season. Um, Leicester are looking decent as well. Uh, the player that I particularly like is actually a defender. Um, if they can start to keep clean sheets, and he'll be looking good. Castagna, uh, um, he's, he's had attacking returns in all three games. Uh, and I think Leicester have got West Ham up next. Uh, we didn't expect them to do so well this weekend, but um, I reckon castagna has got West Ham and Aston Villa. I reckon he could be an op- a good option for the next two. He does look good because the way they were playing, I mean, I'll go back to Celtic here, this is getting a bit repetitive, but Rodgers used to always get kind of bemoaned at not being able to change his formation and be more, it was all gung-ho, play the way you want to play and that's it and then watching this game he had Leicester sitting in two banks of four being rigid and then using the counter attack and it worked and I'm just going what was that kind of style of football we were playing in Europe under him he's obviously had to change and it's, it's worked fair play him your thoughts Gunnar? yeah I totally agree um, I like Castagna as well uh, I have Vardy and I'm, I'm definitely keeping him uh, through the next two fixtures at least um, just on Castagna I'm on Justin um, who I benched this week because they were playing Man City. Done the same. Um, done the same. So, so he is basically my my budget Castagna at the minute. I'm not I'm not bringing Castagna in until I got rid of Justin. I suppose not not going double Leicester defense. Just no, because I'm not. I mean, as much as I'm playing decent football, I'm still not keeping clean sheets. So next up, West Ham four Wolves now. I suppose that is the shock of the weekend. Nobody's seen that one coming. I'll start with you, Tom. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think David Moyes should stay at home more often, but it looks like things. Uh, Bowen <laughs> got a couple of goals there. Uh, Antonio, I think, I think he's been unlucky not to get more points. Wolves, they've got a cracking set of fixtures coming up. Uh, Jimenez was unlucky with the, the own goal. He t- usually ticks over quite nicely, getting a, a goal a game, usually. Um, Says blanked. A lot of people got in Vinagre at the start of the season as well. Um, and you know his starting position is up for 
uh, up for debate just now with the uh, who's that boy that brought in? Is it Marcel? Yeah, Wolves. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of people yeah. started with him, but uh, need to see. I think need to see more from Wolves going forward. Uh, you said Wolves get a lot of good friendlies, a lot of fixtures coming up, but I suppose you would have said this is a good fixture as well, and look what happened here. Exactly. Gunnar, what's your thoughts on this one? Totally agree again. Uh, I mean, Wolves looking so badly was probably because Podence once wasn't fit, eh? so that's that's my take on it. Uh, the player I'm interested in is Jimenez, again in that like price range of like your Danny Ings. But because I only have one premium striker, um, don't know how I'm gonna fit him in, and he's only like doesn't really like score more than than one goal. So like I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't captain him. Even I think they have Fulham next uh, next next weekend. But yeah, but like I said, I wouldn't captain him in his there. So um, I think I'm gonna wait and and see how how their form improves. In the last game, uh, Fulham now Aston Villa three, and I'll start myself here. Fulham look like to me the worst team in the league. Just to look, I mean, even West Brom showed something. Leeds obviously looked okay, but Fulham looked terrible coming up. Aston Villa, I think, looked much better than people thought. I think this year, and they looked they were definitely worth the value. The three 0 they, they played. Being could have got more. I'm disappointed, Mitrovic. Maybe think we need him another couple of games ahead. I think maybe have to swap him out, but. What's your thoughts on it, Gunnar? Aston Villa 3? I mean, I was looking for a 5.5 million defender when St. Maximum was injured and then I brought in Podence and I should have probably just gone for the obvious John McGinn. I mean, he had a great game there against Fulham. He could be a shout going forward. I remember him. I had him last season at some point and, and got a few good returns out of him. I haven't looked at Villa's fixtures yet, so... Probably should do that. I think when again, it was when he came back after the lockdown, he was still carrying an injury. He was trying to get fit, and he didn't really look too good. But obviously, he's had a full pre-season, and he did start last year pretty well. So yeah, he's had a decent option, I suppose, at five point five. What's your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, I mean, Fulham defensively, the shambles really. They're starting to carve out their position as the whipping boys this season. Um, John McGinn, the transfer that never was. <sighs> uh, same, as, same as Castagne at the last team as well, Mr. Oliver when he only got That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um yeah, I reckon McGinn could be a good option um going forward. But I think we should be looking maybe looking at targeting teams that are playing Fulham, especially captain wise as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh I have got a friend who's a Brentford fan and he's been telling me to get in, is it Ollie Watkins, a striker? Watkins is that right? Uh, and I haven't seen enough of him yet to get me get him in, but he's the same price range as the free strikers I've got. So Villa are going to continue to play this kind. I thought I might be switching one out to them because if he's played up front with Grealish and Trezeguet, he's going to score or assist at some point. I'm assuming, but again, it's just something to watch for. Anything else? Any other comments on these games? For move on to questions. Are we done Liverpool Arsenal? 3-1? So I haven't written it down because it was last night's game. There we go. Well, <laughs> I knew I asked John for a reason. <laughs> That's because I haven't wrote that down because it was last night. Right, you can go then because you brought it to my attention. Uh, I, I mean, Liverpool looking great. Manny, 
got bagged the goal again. Salah's been a bit quiet so far this season, but I reckon I reckon he'll come good. Um, Robertson with the goal and Alexander Arnold with the assist. I think you've got to have one of those in your back line. Um, just with how attacking they are. Alexander Arnold also got the, the three bonus and Robertson got the two, so big points. They're almost like having a, a, a seven or a seven point five midfielder really. Mm-hmm. Good on thoughts on this game that I forgot about. <laughs> totally agree with Tom uh, on the on, on, on the fullbacks being basically midfielders if you want. That's the reason for me having Robertson because I just view him as a seven million uh, midfielder if you want and then he has the added bonus that if they keep a clean sheet she, he gets more points there as well I think the, th- the thing for me between Salah and Mane is like we said before Salah's on penalties and I had Mane for, for long parts uh, of last season and should have probably had Salah like, especially because of the penalties like I said and I didn't want to make the same mistake again this year so I went with Salah and I'm just going to Set and forget him. He's not coming out of my team. I'll, only if he got an injury. Tom, anything else for that? No, have that. See, I'm the same as you. I have got KDB, Bruno, and Salah in my team, and they're all meant to be set and forget. That's my plan. But see, every week I'm kind of like that. Uh, well, I skip. Well, I put money in because you can flick back and forth. Because I've got the, the price range is there. It's okay. I've got the money in the bank to alternate if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with my philosophy and stick with the freedom. Right. So that brings me to the questions. Then we've only got a couple because we're doing like an awkward time. This phone is doing my head, and I can't log in. Yeah. Because of this, this is my head. I can't recognise. Right. Is it? So this is from Kyle Ant. Then he's got a big long number after his name, so I'm not going to read that out. But thanks, Kyle. Is it worth holding Bruno for the long run? Didn't play well, but burgled twelve points. I like that. Burgled twelve points. Should we focus on penalty takers? We've already discussed that one. So, if you've got Bruno, guys, would you keep a hold of him? Gunnar? I mean, if you have Bruno, then you probably only just brought him in because he didn't play in game week one. Um, if Tottenham next, that could be tough. I'm just looking at their fixture on up until like game week eight. I would say even Everton is a tough game for them. But, yeah. Again, it's a, it's for me again. It's the penalty thing. If you if you need to have a, um, like if you want to have a, a Manchester United player, then it should be Bruno. If not, I wouldn't be picking United assets just now. That's because you support Liverpool, right, Tom? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you if you've got, I, I would stick. But I, I'd agree with Gunnar. I wouldn't be rushing to get them in. They've got Spurs next. Newcastle could be an easy fixture, but then they've got Chelsea and Arsenal straight after that. And then Everton, who are, you know, they're on fire just now. So, uh, if you've got stick purely for the penalties, but I wouldn't be rushing to get any other Man United assets in. See, my point there would be, you know, see the games you're talking about, they could, they could easily go out and get beat off the teams, but if they score a goal, there's probably a high percent chance he's going to have a hand in it. So, you're going to get a ton at some point. That's the way I think. We'd, that's why I brought him in. I had him in, I think I was on him really cheap last year, I said last week. And the returns he gave me last year was fantastic. My, I won my money league last year, and I think a lot was down to, If I could shake his hand, I would. Because a lot was down to Bruno. Got him in first. Nobody was on him. And the returns he was coming every week was fantastic. And I think I just went, he's going to be the exact same this year. And okay, he's looked a bit maybe shaky. But anyway, the first game, he didn't play bad. He still returned 12 points. And I was sticking with him for the long... For the foreseeable, anyway. 
And I have my phone again. Next question. Are, are Everton and Leicester assets a trap? They've both won three out of three, but surely can't keep it going for much longer. I have Son and Kane, including moving to Barnes and Vardy, but worried they'll go off the boil as I chase their points, and that's from Mark Cram. So, Tom. I don't, I don't think so with Vardy because he's, he's purely on the penalties. Again, we've talked to the most consistent thing this season has been inconsistency with teams. Um, so, my, uh, West, Ham, uh, West Ham obviously won uh, 4-0 unexpectedly last season, so they could be a form team, but I, 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 would go with, I would definitely go with Vardy. And what, was the, what was the other team you mentioned? Everton. Everton. Again, you know, as I said, yeah, previously, Calvert-Lewin, he's the only boy that's bagging them in the arm penalties. Um, he's top for stats just now, so I definitely like the look of him. You, you, you said yourself you were stung last season, but you've got to remember Everton, they went out and they've spent big on the, the midfield, they've, they've completely revamped the midfield, um, and I, I think he's getting far more service than he did last season, so I like to look at him. Right, Gunnar, your thoughts? Totally agree again. I mean, I'm looking at DCL, uh, Calvert-Lewin bringing him in this week, so suppose that gives you my answer there. I, I like them going forward. They have Liverpool in game week five, which probably the toughest game until Man United in game week eight. Um, yeah, I like, I like Everton going forward, so that puts me to, that gives me then James in DCL. Eh? What was the first team? Leicester, Everton, are they both? Are they right. Trapped? So yeah, Leicester. I'm on Vardy. I'm not looking to get him out. Like I said, until game week five, that's when I'm revaluing because they have Arsenal in six and then Liverpool in nine. But and Justin, oh, yeah, I have James Justin from from Leicester as well. He's staying in for the foreseeable. I'm not using a free transfer just to like change a 4.5 defender. So yeah. Well, my thoughts are, I mean. I don't see them as trapped. Trapped. They've both probably played some of the best football in the league so far on both teams. And as you mentioned, Tom, Everton's been totally overhauled. Uh, Rogers seem to have his Leicester taking over, changed slightly tactics. So until they don't perform, then I don't see any reason to get rid of any of their players if you've still got them. And you've both mentioned they're both for strikers, Vardy and DLC. And I just, I've not got them, but if we were on them, I'd be quite happy myself adding my team right now. Right, and the one question considered covering Scottish football is from my, my, my fellow host who's not here, Swanee. He says, what is your game plan get into the week? Is it week 13 when the Scottish Cup starts? What's your, what's, yeah. your, what's your game plan for that week coming up? How are you going to negotiate it? Start with you, Tom. Well, I think there's, I think there's two ways of going about it. I've already used my wild card, so... One, one approach could be you could dead end your team and then wildcard straight afterwards. Um, for myself, I'm, I'm going to have to sort of plan ahead for that. So uh, I'm looking at shipping out the players from the, the teams that I'm playing. I mentioned at the start of the pod about Edward. So I could be looking to move um, a couple of Celtic players out and bringing in, you know, I, I've only, Rangers wise, I've only got um, Tav and Barisic. So I could, I could shift one. Um, of the Selig defenders, either Duffy or Ayer, to give myself a, a third Rangers defender and just sort of gradually work my way. Um, 
I've worked work my way towards game at 13. I'll try and retain some players because obviously it's a 15-man squad. You've got a bench, stay to be used. Um, so, if, I mean, if, if I only manage to field 10, then I, I won't be too upset. But um, that's the other approach. Just start planning now. Start considering the blank game week when you're looking at your transfers at the minute. Well, just on that, I was going to ask you. So you plan and then you just gradually bring them back over this next so many weeks? Then gradually give them back. I mean, you, you, you don't tend to get... A lot of people take hits in the Scottish game, so you don't get to get, get punished too much for taking hits. Um, so you could you could bring a couple of players back on game week 14. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried about taking the hits because it, it seems to be a common tactic and a lot of, a lot of managers out there are doing it. You think the hit is because you don't get the rolling transfer? Like in FPL, we get the two transfer and you can do the double. Exactly. It's use it or lose it. So you, you, you can either do a couple of transfers, downgrade one and upgrade another player in a different position um, in FPL. But with the Scottish team, you can't do that. It's a lot more gradual. And I think I think managers sometimes, they want, they want to get on a team while they've got good fixes, um, while players are on form. And I think, I think a hit's worth it in, in those circumstances. Okay, Gunnar, what's your game plan for the game week 13? Yeah, I was just looking at the, the blank fixtures there in, in 13, and I think, so Hedges is my only Aberdeen player, and then I have three three Celtic players. If I downgrade Ajeti this week to Shanklin, then it's only two Celtic players, so I'm not, I'm not too far off from having a full squad, I think. Mm, only problem is I have three Kilmarnock players, and they're playing Rangers. I think if I'm correct, so Homer home away. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. No, I'm using Sutty Show's uh, right. fixture ticker here, but because what I say is, if it, if it was at Rugby Park, it'd be less less chance of pumping them. If I mean, rather it was at Ibrox, there could be more harder game. Right. Yeah, Most that's a game. good point. That's a good point. I mean, I still have Carson goal, and I said I was gonna maybe change him, but Motorwell are playing through the blank as well, so I might um, see. I might even just wait until then, so I have a playing goalkeeper, or like Tom said, maybe McCrory for Livy. Mm. Polworth, he's he's on all the uh, set pieces except penalties for Motherwell, so maybe he might come in for for Hedges. But yeah, I'm not too far off from a from a starting eleven, and I don't mind taking a minus four, so yeah, something like that. Right, well, I haven't even looked at it yet, so used to a lot ahead of the game in me, but uh, I suppose I'll need to start looking at it now, get the pen and paper out after this and think about it, because many, is it three weeks to go, two weeks, many pictures we've got? This is game, this is a podcast one, but it's game week. This is game week, game week 10 at the weekend, no, and then the blank is game week 13. Right, so it's fun, so, so yeah. I've got kind of four windows of opportunity, right, okay, I'll need to work it out. As you say, Tom, I don't mind maybe sitting two of them on the bench and just... Maybe take a ten-man squad that day, just taking it for the one week. But we'll need mm-hmm. to see. Right, guys, that brings us to a close. Okay. So this is about Ali's plug yourself. So Tom, you are new. Plug away your Twitter. Yeah. So blog. I'm uh, at ffs underscore scout. Um, just started up this season. Uh, just posting stats, little articles, just to to help players play the game. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of um, media out there related to the Scottish game. I mean, here's the first season that they run. Um, not a lot in comparison to the FPL game and another English game. So, um, 
it's always good to have some stats to help you make up a decision for a transfer. So that's that's what I do. Well, can I object? And I meant to ask you to start the pod. What got you into the whole stat side of the game? How did you get into it? For the listeners, um, you'll be keen to know because you've got a, quite a large following on the Scottish community game. So I'm quite a keen FPL player, and I noticed when I started looking at stats, you tend to jump on bandwagons a bit earlier than than the rest of the casual sort of players. So um, I noticed my at the end of each season, my overall rank improved quite dramatically. So um, that, that's, that's what got me into the, the, the stats side. Am I right um, saying you were in the top 100,000 the last couple of years? Is that right? Top 100,000? I, I think the last three years, yeah, top 100,000. Yeah, I was kind of looking through it last night and was like, oh, okay, okay, we're dealing with somebody that's actually pretty good at this game. <laughs> that's quite <laughs> I, was, I was all pleased myself getting out of the 250k last year the first time, but that's consistent. That's top performing, but on you go. Um, yeah, so I, I, just, I just thought I'd try and provide some stats for, for those playing the Scottish game, just to, just to help them with, with decisions and just you know, promote the game, really. I mean, uh, I've, been, I've been enjoying this game so far this, this season. It's a bit different to FPL. Um, and obviously, being a Celtic support, I love, I love the Scottish game. Right, Gunnar, you want to do your plugs? Right, like I said last week, me and my friend John, we have our own podcasts fantasy fit bar weekly we just recorded our new episode as well um we said we might do a short bonus episode on how to handle the blank game week but we might also just include that in one of our episodes and so yeah like i said last week as well if you're not on board get on board well said i would also recommend following both these fine gentlemen on twitter uh good it's a good they talk to the community quite often as you say, Tom, they're always excellent with stats. And if you don't listen to, well, I suppose you don't listen to your podcast, start listening to your podcast. And you can also follow us at Fantasy Half on Twitter. If you like me listen, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can always get us on Spotify. And unless you get anything else to say, guys, that is us. And he's finished. Nice, yeah. Yep, I'm getting thumbs up. That's always good for a podcast. Uh, right, guys, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 